0: Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? What the hell? What is the matter with
1: me? I am so hammered!
0: And filling in for Paula, producer dub. <laughs> Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
1: Welcome to The Ugly Truth, everyone. It's episode 185. Ugh! Ugh! That's right, Paula, the sickest uh, girl in the world. Ugh. Is out this week, but for very good reason because I have actually been where she is. She has a—I think it's an abscess, although she's just calling it a bad tooth. Like this is the fifties, right? I, she. Let's see. I hadn't heard. My tooth from her. is that aching. Yeah. I had heard I hadn't heard from her, and you know her uh, Victor's parents are in town, and so I figured it would be a I would hardly hear from her. Anyway. I actually thought
0: that's why she wouldn't be able to do the show, not this.
1: Well, me too, but um, I messaged her and I said, "Hey, are we uh, we going to do a show this week?" And she's like, "I have a bad tooth." And I'm like, "Okay, what does that mean?" And she's like, "I can't eat. You know, the, my jaw hurts. Blah blah blah," and she can't get into the dentist until Tuesday of next week and Ouch. it's like six days and i said okay i said you know you can go to the emergency room and they will Drugs. give you antibiotics right. to and to because the infection is what's hurting and she was like uh no response no response and she goes i have my pain meds i have oragel i'm like baby Gel."
0: <laughs> when you told me she was using oragel i was like two things one that's totally a mom thing to do well it's probably and, she had it and and two How old is that and how effective is it? Because your kids are like seven up. (laughs) Yeah, they're seven (laughs) and 11. Right.
1: (laughs) I don't know. All I know is that she's like, I have my Oragel, I have my pain meds, and I have, you know, Advil. And so I'm like, well, she goes, I'll get through. (laughs) I said, okay. But when you're, uh, only because a year ago I had an abscess and I thought someone, it felt like someone had punched me in the face. It was so painful. It's not even the tooth that hurts. It's your whole body face hurts because it's the nerves dying or whatever they're doing and there's an infection there so I just remember I was really fortunate and I was able to go in like the next day and get the antibiotics and pain meds and all that stuff whereas she (laughs) has to wait because he's at, a, I think he's on, our dentist is on vacation and she's yeah, going to our dentist. Right. And so.
0: Yeah, he's back Monday.
1: Shockingly, you too have to go to the dentist I no, do. tomorrow.
0: I do. Um, but I, because <laughs> I'm an existing patient, I got in sooner you than You got her. in earlier. Yeah. I feel like I should, I should trade her days, but I, I'm why? Not, I'm not gonna. No, you need to go. It, I don't think it works that way. So
1: No, you need to go because you had a crown fallout and yeah. that's, that's equally as serious. Plus, I
0: think they wanted to get me in because, you know, that's his work
1: that's right and they're like, <laughs> they're like well, they a, guarantee wait, their work. crown
0: fell out i was like no. yes you need to fix that crap that you did but
1: um, well and they do and they're they're usually incredibly apologetic uh, and he guarantees his work for like course. 10 years and so i i love our dentist yeah
0: it'll be fine he gives I'm me not, not too worried about it. i'm not probably in the pain that she's in but he gives
1: me muscle relaxers <laughs> That's,
0: yeah, my, that's right, my he's my right. favorite
1: i come in bounding and they're like we've never seen a patient so happy to be here i'm like you guys give me drugs <laughs> are you kidding? I get drugs just to see you. Do
0: you do the half still or do you do the whole thing?
1: The half uh, pill? When you fr- yeah. Oh, they gave me a half they because a half. I don't take medication very often. And right. so my tolerance is fairly low. And I mean, I had memory problems you all day loopy. after yeah. I took it. But so anyway, I digress. Paula's not here. Her tooth hurts <laughs> because she's a 1950s ad man. She's taking whiskey and
0: baking soda i don't know what she's doing
1: gargling i'm not sure but (laughs) she'll be back next week i imagine unless of course she has to have a root canal and she's out of commission for another week and then other then we either deal with you again or (laughs) deal with me (laughs) or i get another sister in here but this is producer deb everyone so welcome producer deb to the show thank you this is an exciting time for everyone it's a big well Yes, we're getting to that. But oh. what I was going to say, it's an exciting time because the Cubs finally won oh, well, the World Series. Yeah,
0: that's great.
1: Oh, please. You were just as excited as everyone else in the world to see them finally break their streak. Yeah,
0: I think. Uh, no, I was definitely curse, I guess. the curse of the goat. I was definitely excited. I, I wouldn't call it.
1: It's not giant excited. excited.
0: But um, but I did uh, I did empathize or, or feel uh, for the Cub fans, probably in fact, I was talking to our friend Tom, who is a Cubs fan, yes. yesterday, and I said I felt like, like I did the first time the Giants won the World Series. They, they've had you know three in total, but that mm-hmm. first one, that 2010 one, is probably and that had been a 50 year plus drought, which is not as long as the Cubs, but right. it is also they had never won while in San Francisco. So, right. so for that, I was like, I, I think they probably felt you know that same way, and then some. And then I read like the next day or after the parade that. The parade is now listed as the seventh largest gathering of humans in history. It was like <laughs> five or six million people and the pictures were ridiculous and yeah. they dyed the river blue. And, and so, and you I know bet. what, that's a young team too. They're going to be good for a long time unless they'd lose a bunch of people. So, uh, I so it's good.
1: Th- I would think that they would try to do it again.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, they were close crew. last year. Yeah. I read that's in fact, um, you know, uh, I'll just because I have to,
1: what?
0: um, uh michael j fox congratulated the cubs i don't know if you saw that
1: i i want to say so many funny things right
0: now. <laughs> so no not, it has nothing to do with his parkinson's don't be
1: congratulations, me congratulations no, okay, it doesn't sorry. work
0: that way um how
1: do you know I, he doesn't sound like I Catherine hepburn know.
0: no he doesn't but uh, right. he congratulated him and then in his in his uh post to them he he said you only missed it by a year um, because, oh, I saw that because, because last of the Back year, to the Future, right? which they were close last year, but no. So
1: yes, I did see that.
0: Anyway, so congrats, Cubbies! Well, Cubs it was, win, Cubs <clears throat> win, Cubs win.
1: It was special to our family because my grandfather is from Chicago. He's a he was a first, actually first generation immigrant mm-hmm. because uh, his father immigrated through Ellis Island from Sweden, and they settled into Chicago. And they were actually quite successful merchants. They had a a store and they were quite wealthy for a time. And he was kind of a disappointment to the family because he kept falling in love with waitresses and they didn't like it. They wanted him to marry someone a little bit higher in stature, you know, as far as a, or status, however, it was a better family, if you will. Mm -hmm. Fell in love with my grandmother, had my mom and, and aunt, but literally when he was here from the beginning, was a Cubs fan, right. from the beginning. Now, of course, he has passed away. It's been, I think, six or seven years. And whenever I saw him, he always had a Cubby hat on. And right. I have pictures, I told you, I have pictures of when he used to visit when I was much younger. And he was always wearing Cubby hat. He always used to tell me about the Cubs. And I always thought that was really great. And then, so... I have his hat. Right. I'm
0: looking at it. I see <laughs> I it behind hat. you.
1: And so to I, I, I was like, I'm not going to cry because this is an exciting <laughs> time. And then my mother texted me of at 10 o'clock did. at night after they won. And she's crying. Yeah. She's like, I'm crying. I love my father. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so Thanks, then I Mom. started crying. It was it was very you know, it almost felt like a big relief, like a sure. big deep breath you know it was like wow finally got that off our backs so it was it, everybody has a story like that though yep. you there were hundreds of stories all over the place about how grandfathers had passed away and their sons or their grandsons were there at their gravesite. we saw that one yep. that was really sweet well he
0: listened he took his radio and he went Sat to with his, his father's grave, grave and listened to the game on the radio and then yes. i saw one the other day um where a lifelong Cubs fan um, was literally on his deathbed, was <gasps> able to listen to the game. And he died. Passed away three hours after the game. Get out. And they uh, they put a world championship t-shirt in his coffin when they buried him. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that's... he lived just long enough to hear his Cubs wow. win the World Series. Wow,
1: that's crazy. Well, yeah. I did see... The one thing to close this out is that obviously there are... I would guess almost a million millions of people who obviously never saw the Cubs win the series sure. in the 108 years that they've been waiting. That's a, that is a ridiculous amount of time was, not to win was the World a, Series.
0: It was not only the longest championship drought. It was so. It was in any sport. It was the longest championship drought. Yes, but it was the longest championship drought by decades. Yeah. It wasn't even like one other team is 106. Years. I mean, Cleveland.
1: Cleveland was 73. It was like. It's a long 20 time.
0: 30 years separated the yes. two so it was yes. a big uh, a big accomplishment for them to kind of break that curse. Yeah, so. the
1: the final thing was with all of these uh, fans that have come and gone, they uh, a make, and it's always the makeshift that makes it great. A makeshift uh, a wall I believe on Wrigley Field or near Wrigley Field a brick wall someone started writing names of those who didn't get to live to see Oh wow. It was so cool and I was looking at it somebody said there was chalk somebody had left chalk there and everybody just started walking by and writing their loved one's name whoever maybe it was a great so grandparent or a, yeah. and it was just there was tons of names and i'm like god it's like that gives you the magnitude of how long it had been before the cubs were able to well, win i, I like, mean like and i you said know what? yeah here's the other thing for a very short period of time this country was excited to be american and we were all cubs fans and we were all like happy to be together for like three hours can i tell you how glad i was that it's it's already over virtually
0: no political spots during the not a thing there was a couple but anyway
1: god it was so nice and it's like this is why baseball is america's sport it brings together everybody i don't give a shit if you you don't like baseball you can't not love that you know it was great it was such a great feeling anyway anyway Congratulations, Cubs! Good job. Yes.
0: Next year, no such luck. No Giants.
1: <laughs> the Giant. Well, spring training is in what sixty days.
0: Yeah, but who's counting?
1: Well, I know you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised we don't have a countdown clock somewhere in our house that says blank minutes until the can, the, the cactus league begins.
0: I can make that happen.
1: No. <laughs> No, you may not. <laughs> our house look our house is vacant because we don't have furniture, basically.
0: Well, people keep we moving can't, out.
1: We can't add s- stuff like that. This can't become like a boy frat house where there's like, you know, pennants on the wall and baseball jerseys and whatever things, you know, beer steins on a shelf somewhere. We can't have any of that. We have to pretend that a wife lives here. <laughs>
0: So no milk crates for a coffee table.
1: I would rather not have the concrete, <laughs> those concrete, blow things. up furniture. We have a blow up furniture.
0: Well, the that's bed. an air mattress. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying
1: we do. So
0: which our daughter proceeded to take up into her room. We used it. And then one of our daughters took it up in their room because they felt it was super comfortable and it took us three days to get it out of there. No, she wants it, to use she's it,
1: doing but. it in protest of because course. she wants a queen size bed in her Whatever. room because they're spoiled brats. Yes. All right. So speaking of spoiled brats. Uh, we went to Napa. Uh, this it's been a couple oh, of weeks. We're, now. The, we're the spoiled
0: brats in this. In <laughs> well, this I am. I mean, okay. sometimes I am. Good.
1: Um, except I have no furniture. Anyway, so we go to Napa. Not that not as much as we used to because it's we we just have very busy lives. So when we have an opportunity to go, even for an overnight trip, it's a huge deal because we never get a chance to go overnight. So producer Deb has a once removed family member who is a part of the management team at the Napa River Inn. And if you Google it, you'll see how amazing it is.
0: It's one of those uh, historic hotels It's a historic hotel.
1: Now, there's a new building and then the original building. And so we have no idea what room we're going to get. But she always hooks us up whenever we do this. Yeah, and so this time, they put us in the most historic, biggest room of the original building, which is the... Library
0: room. Right. It's the hat suite or something. The hat like suite. It. Yeah, because that's who owned H-A-T-T.
1: it. H-A-T-T. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it is. it has been converted from a library, the okay. original library, to a beautiful suite. It's very old. And I don't mean icky old. I mean, it, everything's an antique in there. Every There's original art on the walls. It's, it's unbelievable. And if you're into the vintage, old, not frontier, what is that? What am I...
0: Victorian, like the, maybe like eighteen hundreds, yeah. like
1: early eighteen, late eighteen hundreds. Um, you would be in heaven. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and so
0: <laughs> it's also close to everything cool.
1: Well, you can walk around. Yeah, right. which which was nice for us because yeah. we got hammered and sure. we're able to walk home anyway. Um, so we walk in, and you know she has a bottle of champagne delivered. So we immediately eat that, drink that. There's fruit. There's chocolates. I mean, it's just super super indulgent and and beautiful we
0: got spoiled for sure no. there's
1: a guest book in that room and you can you can everybody leaves uh <laughs> yeah. n- now unfortunately this changed the mood for you and me at least me it changed the mood for me oh, after i right. read the guest
0: book all <laughs> right
1: the guest book is cool because it goes back like 10 years it's old it's just for that room and it's just for that room and so there are some really great ones like lots of honeymoons you know here to celebrate and it gives you all like why are you here what was your favorite part blah 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 so we're going through i'm like oh how cute now there was one really funny one like i was here to get away from my wife with jessica (laughs) nice and he's like don't post on facebook that you're here with jessica (laughs) like you moron well, but at least he had good taste, I suppose. If he I wanted suppose. to have an affair, it goes to the it's Napa
0: River Inn. It's not like River he did the Motel Six.
1: That is true. Yeah. She must have been a fancy girl. Fancy. So, uh, and then there was one that said, "Oh, it's beautiful the service." Blah blah blah. And it said, uh, "What something?" And she's like, "We got a visit from Mrs. Hat, the ghost." I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> wait what what do you mean what what ghost what are you talking about and so then of course we daryl who's mr techie tech starts to immediately google yes, the because, napa river Inn is haunted the
0: average person doesn't just google something when they you know want to find stuff out
1: he whips it out and not his penis but the phone
0: <laughs> i think i knew what they think they knew what they meant and what he meant. goes
1: is the napa river Inn haunted and sure as shit our room and the room next to us have the it's considered one of the most haunted places in napa now i um am not a big fan of that kind of thing i know that there are people who will deliberately go and check into these rooms to try to find any kind of ghostly presence in these places you know all over the world i have a friend who considers herself a proficient ghost hunter and they go to these types of places if i tell her we should
0: have her on the show
1: uh, she's an author, too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll tell her, like, when we stayed up in uh, Tahoe at that one hotel oh, yeah. that we stayed at. I can't think <laughs> of the Cal, name of it.
0: Oh, it was not Cal Neva. No, no, it no, up no. But was on North Shore.
1: And it was really ratty. Yeah. But she said, oh, yeah, it's super haunted. And I'm like, what? What? So luckily, we've never experienced anything like that. But it always makes you a bit uneasy. And sure. then everything is suddenly yeah, unusual. Yeah, every noise.
0: Every, yeah.
1: So... Uh, we'll get back to that yeah
0: my favorite my favorite one was the one where where uh they were walking out of the room down the stairs that were right outside of our room mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a guy you know they they a guy came walking up the stairs and they said uh, what where, where's a where's a good place to eat here and the guy told them, this is a ho this is a hay barn or whatever it is it's There's not no a restaurant, restaurant here and so as it turns out that it was a ghost. that's yeah it was mm-hmm. flour mill it was some kind yeah. of mill and so they're saying it was a ghost but
1: yeah, that you, was you left that was out the windowsill
0: one that wasn't related. To oh the Montana, yeah, uh,
1: because I think he was lying.
0: Uh, you think he was lying? Yeah,
1: there was a guest book uh, entry that said that you know having sex on the windowsill is a must.
0: Yeah, because there's these giant windows and in of the course, room of, and, of course,
1: producer Deb was like, "Hey, we got hey, to figure that out.
0: We got to figure that out.
1: We got to try that." <laughs> so anyway, we didn't, by the way, because we were too drunk. But. <laughs>
0: Yeah, windowsill sex is probably not a good idea when you're intoxicated. Not
1: when it, not when the overhang literally would drop you into the parking lot. No, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not wise. So anyway, we end up going for a walk and uh, as I don't think I've ever mentioned it, but you know, Morimoto is there and yeah, the if you know, Chef Morimoto, Iron, Iron Chef. Chef, he's amazing and he has sushi places all over the world, really. Mm-hmm. And this is one of his first. Yep. I think there was New York, and then he came to Napa. Yep. And so that it's an it's really an amazing restaurant if you love sushi. Well, there's a bar there, so you and I went and decided to have a cocktail. And yeah, because
0: we had like four hours before. We our had like a
1: nine o'clock dinner reservation. reservation. Not
0: not at Morimoto, another place down right. the street. But but we love this place. We mm-hmm. go there on our anniversary quite a bit, and so yes. it was kind of cool to um to to go and just grab a a roll and a beverage
1: so we sit at the bar and they were they're so they're so good the service is just amazing there was no seats and so they went and retrieved two seats for us to be able to sit at the end of the bar which i thought was really nice
0: because we're spoiled
1: and we sat down and we're eating our little roll and our shishito peppers and our cocktails yum and all of a sudden this gentleman sits next to me and he's alone and he's being incredibly picky about what he wants to eat. I don't know if you heard him, but yeah. he's like, I want da 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 And he's like, well, what is this? What is that? And then they bring him... And they were treating him like he was something yeah. important. They weren't even blinking twice about it. And they acted like they knew him. And then the sommelier mm-hmm. of Morimoto comes over and starts talking to him. Hipster
0: dope sommelier, by he the way. He was
1: a hipster dope, but he was very good <laughs> Oh, at no, his he job. was good. He was... And... They start talking about, oh, how was your trip? How was France? How was Italy? And and he's, you know, this gentleman sitting next to me is going on and on and raving about this and that. And so me, because I am in- incapable of not overhearing and not wanting to intrude on someone else's conversation. The
0: person who thinks she's not good at small talk.
1: I'm not good at small
0: Whatever. talk. Whatever. Whatever.
1: So I go, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> and they both stop and look at me, and I'm like, "Are you a well? She totally as well?
0: meant to interrupt, by the way.
1: Are you a sommelier as well? He goes, "No, I'm not." And I said, "Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's just that we're kind of..." And then, of course, I have to explain everything, so uh-huh. I have to go in how Daryl and I, I have to include Daryl on how we're addicted to sommelier movies and the show. The There's a reality show in, on Netflix, uh, Psalm
0: and, and into the Psalm. So
1: we're doing. I'm going through my you know list of why it was so important to me to ask you this question in the middle of a bar while you're having a conversation with someone who's clearly a friend and he but he lit up he yeah. was excited well, I mean that
0: I had, asked he had ordered a, a a whole bottle of French champagne he's he's the only one there in French in France uh, you know and, yes. and he was you know so he definitely French. was not French fries yeah um he was clearly you know knew what he was doing and he was ordering like you said the sushi by the name of the fish in Japanese yes. and you know, yeah. and, and so it was it was going to be we figured it was going to be an intriguing conversation, if nothing else.
1: Well, so. he was very excited to share with us that he was not, but that he was a one of the presidents of Opus One yeah. in marketing. He's and a
0: VP at, at Opus One. Well, I
1: don't want to get all detail, but yes, sure. he he works for Opus One in the higher end corporate area. And we, I was like, oh, OK, now here's the thing. I. Daryl does not speak for me. I speak for myself when I say, you know, oh, I don't know anything about Opus One because <laughs> I don't. I it's expensive. It's really expensive wine, and I know nothing about Opus One other than that every time I go to a store, it's behind glass, and you can't just <laughs> yes. buy it. You've got to ask someone the, to get it for you. And
0: the wine from like it's you know two thousand thirteen or fourteen. It's not even that old, and it's three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, the bottle. cheapies <laughs> are four or five hundred
1: bucks a piece. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. They do one thing. Yeah, Opus they just one. do Opus That's 1, it. which
1: is a beautiful red blend. It's amazing. So anyway, he was excited to hear that we knew nothing about it because then he can actually brag a little bit. And I was all about it. Now, I do remember at some point he did, he did start ordering wine for us. Yes. And I remember drinking it and, and liking it. And he was so generous to offer some champagne because, you know me, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a lush when it comes to champagne. Love you some bubbly. So... All I know is the next thing I know, he goes, what time is your reservation? We said, Oh, it's at nine fifteen. He goes, Oh, we've got three hours. Let's let's go crazy. And so we start just drinking. Drinking. He
0: was bound. To, I, what it where it kind of started was he was bound and determined to find a white wine that we liked because yes. we had said that we, we don't, don't like white, care right. for white, mm-hmm. and so he ordered white this ain't bottle. Right, yo, and then he tried to order some Opus One so we could try, and, it, they, and were, they were oh, out,
1: which was so disappointing. And, by the way, you know,
0: so he's like ordering you know two thousand ten, and you know it's like mm-hmm. this five hundred dollar bottle of wine, and and anyway, so we yes. Um, I think he was supposed to have friends come, and they never showed, and, and we just no. ended up.
1: No, what was supposed to happen is he was supposed to go to a friend's house, ah. and they kept texting him, and he goes, "But I'm having too much fun," <laughs> so he blew his friends off for yeah. the likes of he was us. Awesome. Yeah. Um, he was fabulous, mm-hmm. and he was adorable, yeah. and he was gay, of course, mm-hmm. and he had a, had taken a liking to you, and I, I think that's fine because I know you're where you're bread is buttered it's not on that side you weren't weren't jealous no I wasn't jealous at all I was like I was sitting here going you know I've had enough to drink that I'm I'm not feeling uncomfortable for you because you clearly were cool with it like you weren't trying to be like dude you know you weren't at all feeling threatened like your masculinity wasn't feeling threatened at all so uh you know, I I don't know. I've, I've been hit on by women and it doesn't bother me at all, you yeah, know, because they, I know that it's not going to happen. So to me, I'm flat. I'm flattered. And I it kind of makes me like them a little bit more because they think I'm awesome. And so, yeah. you know, it's a great thing. And the other thing, and I was explaining this to our hairdresser, is that you work in San Francisco. It is you are so fortunate to work in a city that has completely erased any kind of judgment when it comes to homosexuals or the LGBT community. You just, it's just accepted. It's just, there's no nothing, you know? I, it's like, they're just people now, I, you know yeah, what I mean? I don't,
0: I don't even, honestly. It doesn't even matter. Ex- and that's
1: the way it should be, by the way. Except for when
0: it comes up in conversation. Right. Um, it's, it's not even unusual. It's—it's. It's, it's, I, I would say maybe... A third or more of the people I even work with right. in a huge office are probably all gay. I mean, it, it, it just, doesn't you don't even, even matter. It does not even phase you. It's,
1: no, it's, and and but that's the way it should be. Yeah, of, of course, of course, of course. But but what I notice is when you and I are together and this happens, they're never sure about me because I'm so quiet when it comes to that.
0: Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> She's so quiet
1: when it comes to. I think that I think that people tend to just be a little, like, sh- they're not concerned. It's just more like, I'm not really sure where you're coming from, so I don't want to be, like, my total self And ca- just in case you're not cool with it. But uh, what I was telling our hairdresser was, I'm actually quite accepting. It's just that I'm really shy when I first meet people. Right. Right? Are you denying it?
0: No, I, I'm not denying it. I, just, I, think I don't you, let my guard I down very under- quickly. No, but I think you underscore preserved. your ability to bring up conversation like the thing with you is that you you say you're not good at small talk but i have watched you get information out of people that i've known for years that i didn't know (laughs) like like you just chat with them for five seconds and they're telling you their life story and
1: you know what was funny is that somehow i don't remember but suddenly we found out he had a twin do you remember that and Mm -hmm. that they had their own language I bet he barely remembers saying that to me. He goes, you know, I've had a little too much to drink. Maybe I should. <laughs> I remember him saying that at one point.
0: This is what I'm talking about, though. And I know, so this, but you not being good at small talk okay, but listen, is in it's, the scientific vernacular bullshit.
1: No, it's not. It's I am good at asking questions that people somehow feel compelled to answer. But That's I don't small talk. But I don't reveal anything about myself. So they never really get but, to know me until far beyond the initial meeting is kind of what I'm so talking about. So you're even about.
0: better at it than most people, is what I'm saying.
1: Anyway, my point is, is that he had a little, took a little liking to you. And I do remember, and you may not remember this, but I said to him, I said, you know, honestly, if he did, he would be so attractive. Like men would just want to date him forever.
0: Wait, you said this to him? Yeah. Where was I?
1: You were sitting right there.
0: Oh, I didn't hear that.
1: <laughs> I said, yeah, he'd be a good gay guy, but he's not gay, so... I may have said that just to give him the inclination that there's just no way it's going to happen, dude. Like you're making that up. I I am not making it up, Mr. Man. I know what I said. No, you don't. (laughs) Yes, I do. I didn't start losing.
0: You already admitted that you don't remember a lot of the evening.
1: At dinner, I don't remember dinner past the the original, the initial appetizer. appetizer. (laughs) But I remember the bar scene. All right. Anyway, so. What do you mean? I didn't make a scene.
0: No, no, no. Not, no. Just that we were there for, it was like five hours or four hours we were there.
1: (sighs) It was so fun.
0: It was a blast. God, it
1: was so fun. Anyway,
0: so, um, well, tell them what happened. Tell them what we got out of the deal. Don't
1: tell me how to live my life. I'll I'll tell whatever I want to tell.
0: All right, fine. Don't. You tell. No.
1: No, Then I guess no one's ever going to know. It's a mystery. (laughs) It's our own little secret. So, although I do remember telling him that I'd hook on the street if I had to take care of my children. That was hilarious. And that, he's like, "Oh, I know who you are." That actually I'm Like, wait a minute.
0: He goes, "I haven't figured you out until you said that, right?" Yeah, yeah so He did. Um, that's right. And right. and then
1: you said something I thought was a little patronizing, but I was too drunk. You're like, what did you say? You said, uh, oh God, you said something. I'm like, hey, I just remember thinking that's almost a little insulting.
0: <laughs> almost a little.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it.
0: Anyway, well, sorry for whatever it is I said that almost you can't like, remember.
1: It's almost like you, if you could have, you would have put a spotlight and were like, there she is, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's my wife. Yay, she arises. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this particular <laughs> person found out. Obviously, that we had not had Opus One, we had not been to Opus Mm -hmm. One, and that we were, you know, that was definitely on the bucket list, but that we didn't have plans for the next day in terms of what winery we were going to or anything. And so he goes, hold on. So he takes his phone out, texts a couple of people, and long story short, he set us up with a private VIP tour and tasting at Opus One the following day um, at 9 o'clock in the morning, or 10 o'clock. 10. 10 here's the problem with 10 o'clock when you've been drinking for seven Six hours <laughs> is 10 o'clock came really, really fast. Well, And, and so, mm-hmm. and so we decided to, um, uh, I texted. he had just emailed cause we didn't really get confirmation until like nine something. And by then it was, we were not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, then he, he, I emailed him back and then I decided to just go ahead and call the winery and go, right. we are not going to make 10, Really sorry. Just wanted you to know. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Come at like 1230. I'm like, okay, cool. We can make that. So we get there and it was. It was fabulous. Ridiculously cool. They
1: were so, it was so lovely. It's upper echelon. It's like a, it's another level.
0: Well, the tasting—it's second.
1: It's another plane. Uh, it's like the higher planes yeah, wine, of winery. And it's if amazing. You, if you
0: don't know Opus One, I, I forget the second guy, but it's it's high high end Mondavi. It gave me a new respect for Mondavi because it's like around Rothschild here, or something yeah, like around here, Mondavi is popular and great, but it's it's, it's a grocery not, store wine. A lot of them, but uh, the bottles we, we had at dinner and the yes. and the stuff we had at Opus One. Highly recommend the high. End I will stuff. never
1: look at Mondavi that no, way again. No,
0: not at all. And it's so, a
1: completely different thing.
0: So we got you know the, the guy was waiting for us. He took us gym. to the members room and, uh, <laughs> and of we course got, we got, start
1: asking Jim questions and I found out his whole life history. Of, of
0: course you did. It <laughs> From was, Long
1: Beach, late marriage, he, no
0: children, oh dogs. <laughs> and oh, mind you, mind you, he, we this tour was like a good hour ish. Yeah. And this all that all happened within the first ten minutes. I know because
1: he even was uncomfortable and you were
0: well you were hoping for a little hair of the dog to oh, be honest God. because you were a little more gone than me but yeah, you know um but hair of the dog with 60 dollar a glass opus one at yeah. you know 12 in the afternoon is not a horrible 30. thing so. no it
1: it, it it soothes it a bit yeah. but yeah so the night before we go to this amazing restaurant yeah. award-winning restaurant we sit down the, the service is crazy I remember that someone had a birthday and they brought out a cake the size of...
0: Oh, it was a full-size cake.
1: It was the biggest cake I've ever seen. Yeah, they, it, it was huge. Yeah. And I, I mean, how did we find out it was carrot cake? Someone told us it was carrot cake. I think you even said, that could feed the whole restaurant. <laughs> I'm almost sure you said that really loud. Oops. Anyway, uh, and I do remember, <laughs> I remember you ordered mussels and chorizo. Mm-hmm. And I remember eating it and I remember like inhaling it because we were so, because we hadn't eaten anything. It
0: was really good.
1: And I remember the wait- the waiter coming out and giving it to us or coming out and doing something. And I said, uh, please extend my compliments to the chef. You did. <laughs> he goes, okay. And then the waitress, then our waitress comes and I said, I told the one person, but can you please tell, I'm like, what the hell is the matter with me? I am so hammered. Oh my God. Don't remember my filet. And I believe we ordered dessert. I don't remember eating one bite of it.
0: We did. We, you took a bite and then we took it back to the room and left it where for the it stayed. when we left it for the uh, hotel staff. So
1: going first. back to the haunted room. Oh, okay. So, of course we did the obligatory sex, which is always great in mm-hmm. hotel rooms, as everyone hotel knows. Sex. Everyone knows that. And so then I remember waking up, it was 3:30 in the morning, 3:34 to be exact, and I'm hearing noises. <laughs>
0: of course you are.
1: And I'm like, shit. There's a ghost, and I have to pee. <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> and so I'm oh, like, and Do the I like get up. Oh, and by the way,
0: you forgot to mention that among the original artwork
1: oh my god there
0: happens to be one next to the bed on your side of the bed a little girl a little girl
1: staring at you staring
0: and i it why definitely had that it definitely had that the eyes could be moving why do looked, they do that I don't know. <laughs> it was a straight on it wasn't like a silhouette it wasn't it was dead on looking do, at you. when
1: they're when they're decorating they go let's really fuck with our guests and put this <laughs> little girl staring at them in bed Or is there like, do the, is there like little holes cut out in the eye? I mean, who knows? So finally, I I keep moving around hoping that you'll wake up and hear the noise too. (laughs) But the bed is so high quality that I could be jumping on it and you wouldn't have even known. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. So I get up as quickly as possible and I run in and I pee and then I run back out and then I'm like, holy shit, I'm really drunk still. And I'm, my head hurts. So I remember taking some, some excedrin migraine and going back to bed. Room service came incredibly early, but I remember waking up going, did you hear that noise last night? And he, and you're like, yep. And I said, "Multiple did, times." did you, did you think it was a ghost? And he goes, I think it was the refrigerator.
0: Clicking <laughs> like, Are you sure? Off, yeah. Because
1: it was a banging and it really scared me. And he's like, I don't know, but it was on all night. And I was like, OK, well, let's just we'll just call it the refrigerator and hope that it was the refrigerator and we'll call it a day. Sounds good. I had a migraine so damn bad. We barely got through Opus One, but we did and it was beautiful and fun. And we're getting ready to leave to go to St. Helena and we're in, we're on this long, gorgeous manicured property of Opus One heading to the road. And all of a sudden I feel like pukey Smurf. Mm. Ugh. like really bad because my head is killing me
0: and, oh that's right because
1: <laughs> and i and, and i go i think i'm gonna throw up and he goes Do you want me to pull over I go i will not vomit at opus one get on the road i will pull over on the freeway and throw up before i'll throw up here get out of here i'm like i have not lost my mind oh god right classy god such a classy bitch <laughs> Anyway, so can't wait to do that again. Yay! <laughs> Super fun. Okay, so moving on, Daryl has his own segment, and we don't get to do it very often, And uh, but you always have a segment, but we just haven't labeled it, so today I've decided to label it Daryl's Thoughts, <laughs> and we should come up with some theme music someday, but anyway, you said you have a, you have a thought about something that you read on the internet, of on all places. On the
0: intranet, on what? the interwebs. What so... did you hear? Uh, it's kind of hitting today. I just saw it on Twitter this morning and now it's kind of blowing up everywhere. Uh, basically the December issue of Vogue Vogue, Vogue. has an article that proclaims that cleavage is dead, that it is no longer fashionable and having nice breasts or showing your cleavage is, is not okay. Right. Um, uh, uh, coincidentally, I'm going to show this to you. coincidentally, the cover of that exact issue is this Who is that? I don't know who it is, but it doesn't matter. They're showing see. they're showing cleavage is my point, right? So the cover of the uh, <laughs> the cover of the magazine oh, clearly that's,
1: that's Taylor Swift. that ain't cleavage.
0: whatever she does that's not, not have Taylor Swift.
1: Yes, it is no.
0: Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're showing cleavage. It doesn't matter whether she has it, it or not. It is
1: absolutely Taylor Swift. Whatever. I hate okay. to tell you. So
0: whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> on. here's the thing. First of all, it took me several minutes to get into the article mm. because I was distracted by the cleavage in the photo that was being right. used in the article. Right. And there's been a lot of people that are just talking about, um, <laughs> like, there's this one, uh, thefederalist.com, which is a really good website. The headline of their article is, uh, shut up, Vogue. Boobs aren't over, ever. <laughs>
1: Ever. Ever.
0: So um, it's a very funny article. And I just I can't imagine why people would think that uh, the one guy uh, said that he was just really glad that when he read the article, he wasn't drinking his coffee yet because he would have spit taked <laughs> all over the computer screen yes. um, because it is just a ridiculous thing. I, for one, can never see. But I am a boob man. So I, for right. one, can never see a day. They were talking about certain actresses who are really in vogue now, not Pardon the literally. Pun. literally, literally, literally in vogue. vogue. Um, who you know, uh, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars, and just all these people who have no breasts and things They're like tiny. that. I know, yeah. and so, and the thing is, is that I don't not like women's breasts of any size. I just prefer cleavage Figure. and boobs because I think that's super sexy. And for right. a magazine to be somewhat hypocritical and say that cleavage is out, and then have cleavage on their cover and probably every other article except that one. So it's a bit of a grind my gears thing. I can't imagine. There's a lot of you know, funny it really tweets out there. Really, grinds my gears. There's a lot of funny tweets out there about it. And I just thought the the concept from a guy's perspective anyway of boobs and and larger boobs and cleavage being over is just right. I mean, you might as well uh, you might as well say, you know what, we, we don't need oxygen anymore. So
1: yeah, I re- I will be honest with you. Um,
0: as you always are, right? Big
1: boobs, big boobs do come and go as far as trend in fashion. And the reason I know this personally is because it becomes virtually impossible to find anything trendy fashion wise when boobs are no longer in style. And I, I realize that it's ridiculous and that it is, you know, the, the, the feminine, hardcore feminists would, are all over this shit you know, because it doesn't matter what size women are in, but the fashion industry doesn't give a fuck about you. And so if they decide that small boobs are in, they're going to create clothing accordingly. So I remember, God, I don't even know when it was, but it was a while ago. I was younger and small boobs were in fashion and it was probably around the grunge phase And so that's mid to late nineties, which means I was in my early twenties and I could, for the life of me, could not find something to wear in fashion because everything was geared towards the, you know, the, the girls who had smaller frames. So I, this is, it's cyclical and it does happen and it sucks. Basically what they're saying is Kim Kardashian is out and whoever the up and coming, you know, celebrity with a tiny body is in again, it's going to suck for girls who want to look trendy and can't find anything. And that's the reality. Dudes never, boobs never go out of style with men. Never. It's,
0: it's funny. This is this is exactly what the article says. This is the quote that they're talking about, the main quote in there. The cleavage, those magnificent mounds pushed together to display sexual empowerment, to seduce, <laughs> to inspire, lust, or even just to show off, is over. Or at least <laughs> taking a well-earned break. The gag. tits. The tits will ne- not be out for the lads or for anyone else, for that matter. Rejecting the stereotypes of gender has been brought sharply into focus. With the days of women as eye candy, their sexual, sexuality positively smouldering rather than subtly played out, officially over.
1: That bullshit. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The way I've always maintained this, there was a lot, there was a very long time where I was ashamed of the size of my breasts because they're huge Mm -hmm. to me. They're, they're way too big. Stop staring at me like that. What are you (laughs) doing? Knock it off. Sorry. God, you make me want to pull my sweater around my neck. No, you don't. Um, is that I decided not that long ago that until my boobs are blue and veiny and wrinkly and saggy, I'm not going to be too embarrassed about showing uh, them off. Listen, if they're, they're pretty, if they're, if they're natural they're so assets, pretty. you
0: use them how you choose to use them. In my I opinion. don't
1: even have to do that. I mean, I I have been ogled my whole adult life because yeah. of the size of my boobs and my ass, but now. Because I'm older, I'm just like you know what? Fuck those dudes, man. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I've never ever dressed for a man. I've never ever done anything to appease the male species. I just do it for myself. Yep, you know that. Yep. I mean, you you enjoy. But it. that's
0: kind of what I'm talking about, though, right? <clears throat> right. And so that's anyway. That's you know my thoughts. I I, I thought that that was ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It. And to have it come from Vogue is just like whatever.
1: I just think it's funny. Like, <laughs> and this is how I feel. I will rock with my I will rock out with my tits out until my dying breath. You can suffocate in the depths of my cleavage. Vogue <laughs>
0: says
1: says Jesse Kaiser. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, girl. Because I'm the same way. Yeah. I there are a lot of uh, maintenance issues with cleavage and breasts in general. I have been fortunate that very few times do I have the cleavage sweat or the under the under the boob sweat. I don't have that unless I'm super working out. But as far as uh, showing it off, I mean, that's the, and that's the other problem is I can make a turtleneck look dirty.
0: <laughs> I mean, you just
1: got, you got to, you just work with what you got, man. Sure. You know, you deal with the casual glances of like, God damn, her boobs are big. It is what it is. And I don't, I would never let Bo, God, you know, fuck those people. I know. Seriously. This is, that screw was you. Tea.
0: And there you have it. God
1: damn it. Boobs aren't fashionable. Time to cut off a titty. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Whatever, dude. My tits are out for me and they look fucking awesome. Yes. Thank you. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so you're a boob man and you don't agree with Vogue. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
0: That is my thought for the day.
1: All right. Everyone, Daryl has spoken. (laughs) Boobs are not out of fashion. Or cleavage, I should say, is not out of fashion. Okay. um, Also, well... We didn't really talk about this, but you and I are going to the Raider game today.
0: We are. Very excited. Raiders versus Denver Sunday night football. Dun, dun,
1: dun. I don't know the theme music.
0: It's ESPN. The primetime football should be exciting, and we're getting to sit in Are the... Are you going to
1: record it so in case we see yes, each other, Yes. see ourselves? Yeah,
0: well, because we will be, for the first time... Well, when I was a kid, I sat in the end zone, but I don't think they called it that then. The but black hole? We will be in the infamous black hole with all the crazies. Um, I know. And, and against the biggest rival on the biggest stage. We're very excited. We paid way too much for the tickets. Did we? But Yeah. How much oh, you think? Geez.
1: Oh, God. I don't want to guess. Guess. Each... Or total? It doesn't matter.
0: You tell me which, which it is. <laughs>
1: um. Oh, God. Okay. Does
0: Three. your friend that we're seeing there listen to this show?
1: Not, I don't think so. Okay. 300 each? A little bit more. <gasps> what? Yeah. Why did you pay so much? Well, What's wrong with you?
0: You're wrong with me. <laughs> you don't want to sit in the nosebleeds.
1: Well, no one does. No one wants to sit in those these nosebleeds. Are, these
0: are $60 tickets and we paid as a over season ticket holder, and we paid about 320 <sighs> So, well, no but, wonder but, I can't w-
1: go shopping next weekend. That's
0: right. You have to wait till next payday to go get clothes now.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Now you know. Uh, the more you know. Na 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 yeah. na. Um.
0: We're, it's going to be worth it. I'm telling you.
1: I'm nervous.
0: Why? Because oh. the
1: black hole is is viewed upon as a scary place to be.
0: You will be amongst your people. You I will be
1: know. Fine. I, I'm aware. It is a lot of my people. I'm well, aware.
0: in more ways than one,
1: you're going to be the minority in the black hole.
0: No, I'm a brother.
1: Well, that's true. You are the blackest white man I know. Yeah. O- outside of your own brother. Yeah. That is true. Um, but that's from because you're from Richmond, mm-hmm. and you pick up those skills to survive I'm from the
0: streets. Yo,
1: <laughs> your dad, who is a Richmond cop, thinks you're like the whitest Richmond boy ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's like he wouldn't survive, and I'm like, okay, listen, Mister Man, you've seen the dregs of humanity in Richmond. Doesn't mean that you're well, not listen, tough.
0: Let's let's put it to you this way. Yes, I am from Richmond, but it's not like I didn't live in the hills in a nice house. <laughs> I mean, it's still Richmond by border, and I still went to um, high school with a bunch of people. You know what I appreciate
1: uh, though is still. this. What I appreciate is that you have no, you you are not afraid to be in those parts of town because you've been there your whole. You know, it doesn't bother you. So I feel more comfortable. Yep. We both have our reasons why we feel comfortable in the Bay. So, yep. I mean, I was born and born there, but anyway.
0: So excited!
1: I am excited, and on a side note, I have a friend. This is going to be so nerdy. Oh my god! This is the way I look. This is the way I. This is the way I frame this friendship that I have with this person. Okay. I. used I do, but I mean, when I first started playing World of Warcraft. Uh, I know nothing. I knew nothing of gaming, like nothing of gaming. And I came upon this player with his friend. They're like, "Hey, we're starting a guild. Do you want to be a part of?" It? I'm like, "I don't know, do I?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." So I became a part of this guild.
0: Well, what, what, and from their perspective, they're like, "Dude, there's a girl playing." Let's. They get didn't her in know. Our guild.
1: They didn't know I was a girl yet. What? No, because there was no, like, microphones or anything yet. It was just playing. Was it
0: back in the 1910s? It
1: was, like, in the 1900s. <laughs> it was super old school. So, anyway, um, I met him through World of Warcraft. Come to find out, he is a hardcore Raider fan. And he is in Illinois. And what's interesting... The
0: Raider Nation can be Anywhere. Anywhere.
1: And what's interesting is that now, because my parent, my mom, is from Chicago, I've always been a hardcore Raider fan. But the second tier uh, team was always Chicago, the Bears. The Bears. Always. And so <laughs> it was just, and he hates the Bears. Mm. Hates them. Because he's like, there's no other team. None. And I go, well, okay. I'm not going to debate with you because I, I have a special spot in my heart for the Bears. But that's okay. I'm, I bleed black. That's just the way it is silver and black so anyway the way i would frame this is he's like a digital pen pal Mm -hmm. we've been pen pals for years and we've always exchanged you know christmas cards and you know we you know i was i told him you know I, i would tell him stuff about my life he'd tell me stuff about his life on and on and on and so he's coming to this game with his father and we're going to meet for the first time in like eight years
0: that's really amazing. Isn't I mean, that well,
1: crazy? You know,
0: I think it, it is weird because I felt when you told me that he was going and we started this whole plan to yeah. meet him and stuff. I was like, oh wow, this is like I'll I, I've known about this guy for a long yeah. time, but uh, but it would be my first time meeting him. And I went, wait. My It'll first be time, your too. first time meeting him, too. Yes, two, so. yes.
1: I mean, you know, with Facebook, it doesn't really feel like sure, that. Sure, of course. But, I mean, to physically meet someone. And it's been, like, 15 years since he's been here to right. California, so he was really excited just to be in California. But, like, a lot of Raider fans, we're all trying to get to at least one home game because we never know when they're going to leave. Right. And hopefully they won't, but you never know. So today's going to be a really fun day. And at first, I'm like, should I be nervous? I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. This is, like, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel that way. So I'm excited. You're excited. I'm sure he's, he's beyond, he, he and his dad cannot wait. Yeah, rate. and
0: he's bringing out his dad, who's a yes. lifelong Raider fan. He's never been to a never. football game, let alone a Raider game. I, I think
1: they've been to Raider games, but they've never been to Oakland. In Oakland, okay. This is a huge yeah, this, deal for him yeah. and his dad. That's so, awesome.
0: Well, looking forward to it. We should uh, be so wrapping excited. up soon so we can get on out of here.
1: Yeah, we will. So okay. anyway, uh, and now next week is the UFC fight. Yes. 205.
0: New York. First Conor time. McGregor,
1: Cowboy Cerrone. Misha Tate. Tate. It's going to be super fun. We're getting the we're getting the game. (laughs) We're getting the fight. Yep. Having some friends over, so that should be super fun. I'm really rooting for Cerrone. He's in a new weight class, and I just cannot wait to see him dominate. Oh my god! It's where he belongs, man. He's way better. Wouldn't it be great to see him fight Nate Diaz?
0: He's already fought Nate Diaz.
1: No, he hasn't. Cerrone?
0: I thought they fought once before. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Well. I think that
1: McGregor has but that's yeah, different I think
0: uh, the McGregor fight will be interesting too because that they are both champions yes so Alvarez is a champion in uh, lightweight I think and then he's the uh, you know he's gonna try and get both belts so there's like four champions on that card i'm excited yeah
1: i I don't really care either way if mcgregor does well i like watching him fight so it doesn't matter to me
0: no and and i think the well the big story on this is new york has never allowed mixed martial arts right and so this will be the first mma fight in madison square garden if you're interested
1: as to why new york didn't have mma as a legal sport you can listen to the joe rogan show and they'd go quite in depth as to why mm-hmm. it's very crooked a lot of corruption and when the ufc switched owners uh, suddenly it was available Oh, what? because there was some issues with the original owners and new york city but anyway let's move on to my ugly wait do you have an ugly and awkward moment let's move on to the ugly and awkward moment of the week <laughs> Do you have one? I don't. You're just not awkward.
0: I don't. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean.
1: You don't have one.
0: Well, I mean, I could tell you the part of the uh, our Morimoto experience that you didn't mention. I suppose that could be a little awkward. Go ahead. Well, when we were saying goodbye to our new friend. Yes. Uh, there was a point where I, like I said, I'm totally comfortable in everything. Yeah. But there was definitely a point where he stopped looking at you. Oh, Yeah. He and, did.
1: He totally ignored me. So, it's like all of a sudden so I so was the we third said, wheel.
0: And when we said, when we went to say goodbye, I went to shake his hand and I, I went sideways and he went underneath and over and, <gasps> and I got up and I, I got sandwiched in between his hands and I was like,
1: yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> did he give you the look? Of I don't, I
0: don't think so You know
1: what He was such a nice man I mean
0: I, I, was, I You know what That's not really Even ugly or awkward It was just the one part Of the story It made you, you a little in. Did it make your pee pee oh, tingle No no Okay No so Okay Actually had it That would have been An ugly and awkward moment <laughs> But it did not I was
1: telling our hairdresser About that He goes oh I know that move Oh Jesus <laughs> So you get I'm going
0: to get, a, get, I'm gonna get an earful the next time I go get my hair done. You're
1: going to get an it. education is what's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get an education. I don't want to know. Yeah, you do. It's important to know everything. You need <laughs> to learn.
0: Anyway, that's the closest I can think
1: of. Okay. Well, mine is very quick and easy. Uh, as we just discussed, we're going to the Raider game t- later today, and I did not have any Raider gear that I wanted to wear into the black hole because my jersey is white. I have a white jersey. You
0: gotta come correct. Yep. I gotta
1: come in black, and so that sounded dirty. <laughs> did that sound dirty when I said that?
0: I don't know. I'm if it, if it does, if it does, it'll be your clip. <laughs> it won't be. Don't
1: throw up in Opus One. Okay, yeah. good. Thank God. Okay, so anyway.
0: Oh, that's a good one too.
1: I want to get a black jersey, but they are the, the, the players I want. You can't just go to the store and buy off the rack. You've got to order them. And so I, we just didn't have the time. Right. And they're expensive when you have to order non-popular <laughs> jerseys. I want Janikowski. I realize that's an odd choice, but he's going to be he's a legend for oh, the Raiders.
0: First Ballot Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. And I want it. Yep. That's what I want. I don't give a shit about Derek Carr and whatever. You have Woodson, right?
0: charles woodson that's
1: a good one too yeah right so also
0: first ballot hall of fame
1: yeah and so janikowski has been my kicker in every fantasy football team i've ever had for as long as i can remember
0: yeah they don't even try and pick him anymore
1: no they give him to yeah, me just, because he's mine yeah and so that's the jersey i want 13 you know it's yeah. got a three in it that's my lucky number so that's the one i want yep. it would have taken three weeks to get it sure so there was no time so we go to dick's sporting goods because Sports Authority is now out of business, so we have to go to a different sporting Dicks goods is store. is better anyway. It is awesome there. Huge. I had no idea Dicks was so big. <laughs>
0: That's your clip.
1: <laughs> so we go in, and um, there's these, and I like Nike, and NFL Nike stuff. And so I go in, and we're, for the first time ever, I'm allowing you to help me pick out my pullover, my Nike pullover warm-up jacket. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was odd, but I, I always go big. So I'm pulling out extra larges and I'm like, let's try this on. And so I put it on and you're like, I don't know. And I go, well, I mean, is my gut hanging out? I mean, what's the deal? He's like, I don't know. Try on this large. So I pull on the large. And so it fits better, obviously, Mm -hmm. because it's the boob thing, I could wear a medium if I didn't have huge globes attached to my front.
0: You could wear the medium still.
1: No. Well, it would be too tight and I wouldn't be able to wear a shirt under it.
0: So I
1: pull on this thing and of course I have to, you know, do everything. So I have my fingers, you know, my thumbs in the thumb holes and I go to pull up the zipper and this giant wooden tag on it (laughs) and I pull it up too fast and I whack my face really hard in the lip with this tag this cardboard tag and you're like staring at me when I do it and you're like looking at me and the thing is is you know that if you laugh at me or if you do something make a face you know I'm gonna punch you because it makes me mad <laughs> and I hit my lips so hard I thought it started to bleed and I'm like did you see that you're all uh-huh because <laughs> you're like not gonna I, say I can't thing. react
0: because if I laugh at your pain I, get I will punched punch, in the punch shoulder. you really hard
1: <laughs> So, yeah, that's my awkward moment. Oh. Luckily, no, I don't think anyone saw it. Actually, Malia did. Yeah. Malia was like, what did you just do? And then I rip it off. I take off the shirt. I'm like, OK, this fits. Let's just take it. And you're like, I don't think we should get this one. <laughs> you, get another, <laughs> I did. And you get another shirt. So anyway, that's my awkward moment. You win. No, I think you win, Mr. Hand Clasp.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 27 and a half points to me.
1: There you go. Um, OK, well, I think that's the end of the show. Yeah, I let's I think just we're good. Um,
0: we may go unedited today
1: maybe um so we are not oblivious to the fact that this will be the last show we do before a new president is elected in our country they won't take Uh, office though well yeah but the elect the the, president president will be elected yep so uh obviously we don't talk about politics on this show well uh not really and so uh, um uh I think it's been quite clear who we're probably gunning for. But the one thing I wanted to probably say. Probably shouldn't
0: say gunning for.
1: Very interesting um, is that uh, I spoke. I had a three-hour marathon discussion with my mother uh, a couple days ago because we have not spoken. <laughs> and so we had to do the whole catch-up thing. Get it all
0: in in one I day. I don't know. Do
1: other people do that where you don't talk to your mom for a month and then you call each other and you I f- think talk for three hours? I feel
0: like it's uh, – there's only if, – if you're talking to your mom, there's only two options. It is – Uh, terms of endearment every day, Mm -hmm. or the marathon every few weeks.
1: I can do the marathon. Yeah. I think I like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I was talking to her about everything, and we actually did not bring up politics, but the one thing I did notice is that she's really calm in a time where everyone's a little kind of emotional and worked up because of the, the feeling that's going on in the country, and what I came to realize was that she's not alone. That generation is pretty cool right now. They're, they are not as worried or consumed with anxiety or hatred or anything than our generation and the younger generation. And what I've come to surmise is this. Now, of course, there's always exceptions. Of course. Celebs or whatever, but the exceptions are there. However, these people have lived through true horrific times, Uh, the ERA, the civil rights movement, Nixon. And if you guys don't know how Nixon's presidency ended outside of him quitting, you got to read the details. It is shocking how he almost had to be physically removed from the office. So please read about that because you will be surprised what this country was able to survive politically back in the 60s. And when you look at that and you talk to someone of our parents' generation, which is the late 60s, early 70-year-olds, they have seen it all. Right. This is all emotion. This isn't real. This is just people frenzied. The reality will hit next year if if someone you know does some tries to do some real damage i have a lot of faith in our political uh the the way our democracy is set up the three branches and all of Mm -hmm. that i really believe that there is no way anyone's going to do anything super hurtful to this country i just don't think it's possible plus i don't think that the people will allow it so with that being said go out and vote Look up your history. See what our grandparents and parents really had to live through in the 60s and 70s. And I promise you will feel a lot better about what's going on today. It made me feel a lot better. If this country can get through Nixon, we can get through anything. So with that being said, have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to vote.
0: Bye. Don't boo. Vote. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.